just waiting for everything to be set and it's good we're excited today it is wealth wellness wednesday you know that is one of our favorite days of the week and this week we are so excited because we have a guest on but good afternoon everyone this is carol sue aka naughty boss live from new england with two sisters hey good morning everyone this is janice aka wellness diva 5.0, no downgrade anytime soon with that 5.0. Today, as Carol so said, we have an amazing guest on with us today. And I am so excited to introduce him, um, Dr. Poor, Dr. Paul Worrell. Thank you so much for being on our podcast today. We are so excited and can't wait to dive into our conversation. Good to be here. Wonderful. So I know, and I just want to start off by saying for the millions of Americans out there who suffer with back pain, um, Dr. Paul, if you could just start out giving us a little bit of background on your back pain, which really led you to write an amazing book on resolving pain, which by the way, is a five-star book on Amazon, which is awesome. We're so excited about that. So if we can just kind of start there and tell people, you know, as a physician and tell us about your back pain and what led you to write that book. Yeah. Many years ago, I was on a family vacation in Colorado and I fell on the ice. It sounded like I'd landed on a box of crackers uh, because the noise was, was so loud. I knew I had injured myself. And sure enough, every day for the next year, actually for 10 years, I suffered with low back pain. Some days worse than others, but it was continuous in that every day I suffered with back pain. I was um, teaching a conference at a conference to uh, doctors in San Diego. We were teaching ligamentous articular strain techniques on um, manipulative techniques that we could use with our patients to help them. But my back was hurting. And as I went to give a lecture, I thought, wait a minute, there's something wrong with this picture. Here I am teaching my doctors how to uh, take care of their, their patients when I need to be taking care of myself. I thought, okay, you're such a hot shot doc. Let's see what you got. Physician, heal thyself. And I did. As a matter of fact, after hurting every day for 10 years, from that day on until now, which is over 20 years later, I have not had one day of back pain. Wow. Well, I can't wait to hear this secret. So it occurred to me, you know, as I thought about what would happen if I hurt my shoulder? And I thought, well, if I hurt my shoulder, I'd, I, I would hold it in a guarded fashion. And I thought, well, wait a minute. If you had nothing wrong with your shoulder and you got go around wadded up like that, people go around wadded up are going to hurt from it. And so I thought, well, if, if, if there's a component of that to it, maybe I need to attend to that and see if I can make things better. It occurred to me that pain in the body only comes from two different reasons. Tissue damage causes pain and flinching causes pain. There really is no third reason for it. And so I thought, well, I need to figure out how to hold myself accountable for the way I hold myself. I need to figure out how to do something to make this pain go away. And so um, it occurred to me that perhaps it would best be served by um, determining at what level I could understand that I was flinching. And so I found that there were specific areas and they co correspond really with shiatsu points, they're trigger points. Mm -hmm. And that when you check those spots, if they're inappropriately tender and you relax or figure out how to get the muscles to relax or related to that, that that monitoring station will let you know, yes, you did indeed do what you intended to do and in letting go of the pain that was caused by the flinch component. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's basically what I've done. I figured out how to hold myself accountable for the way I hold myself, figured out how to A, recognize that there was a flinch pattern involved, how to turn it off, and then more importantly, how to sustain it. And so I just had to share all this. And, and so eventually I got around to the point of getting it down in, in print to where I could share it with people. That is wonderful because I think that, you know, obviously like with you as an osteopathic, and I hope I am pronouncing that correctly. I have a good. that word. Um, being an osteopathic medicine, um, I'm sure helps you with your patients that deal not only just with back pain in general, but really with, don't you think Carol, so with pain in general? Absolutely. And I love that line that you said about holding yourself accountable for holding yourself. I mean, you have to, you know, sometimes we forget about, you know, our posture, how we stand and ways to uh, really improve that. And then really just doing those simple techniques that you think, I don't think I can do that. Or will, will it be that uh, impactful that it will make a difference? And I think that is, you know, a great way to uh, not push the envelope with medication if you don't need to, um, because I think sometimes in the medical industry as a whole, people just want to, you know, the, the pharmacy, the pharmaceutical companies, you know, you need this. And, or sometimes some doctors are just so quick to write that prescription. And I, I always question, like, isn't there a more natural method uh, for all aspects of health and wellness, but I would have never really imagined for that. I'm one who suffers from lower back pain, fell out of a tree as a little kid and landed on a picnic table. And I still, to this day, uh, have those, those uh, you know, days where it, it bothers me more than not. And whether probably more so that I realize I've developed strategies in either how I'm sleeping or how I'm sitting to help alleviate it. So I didn't realize even, you know, that that was a thing. So truly, it comes down to this. When somebody comes to me and says, doctor, it hurts when I do this. There's only one answer. Don't do that. Right. And so in the book, I talk about how do you either find a spot that you can monitor that tells you that indeed you're in a flinch pattern and let it go. That's pretty direct and straightforward. Or hold it tight enough, long enough to bring it to muscle failure. And with that, you get a temporary reprieve from the pain that comes from the flinch because at a point of muscle failure, you can't flinch. And so then it becomes a matter of how do you ongoingly sustain it? How do you take your temporary successes um, by reprieval um, given to you from holding it tight enough, long enough to wear it out, of course, without hurting it, mm -hmm. to the point that you string it into a long-term success story. And that's, that's really what I've done. Amazing. It certainly is. And how long, by the way, has your book been on Amazon? I think about six months. Oh, wow. So fairly new. That's wonderful. Yes. And getting a five-star rating is quite impressive. That is so exciting. You know, people in my office see people, uh, patients come in with back pain Sometimes they're wheeled in in wheelchairs or they hobble in one way or another and they, they darn near skip and hop out the door as though nothing's wrong with them. And nobody bats an eye in my office. If I have a doctor visiting, it's like, what did you do? And, and, and people can be astounded when they're on the outside looking in. But my staff has seen it happen so many times. They just think, well, you came for, for something to help you with your pain and you got it. So you got what you came for, right? Right, exactly. And 
what is like, if somebody is suffering from back pain and they really don't know what to do with it. Cause a lot of times, you know, we're, we're in a fast society. Everything is fast. What are some things that they should be aware of or things perhaps that if it's this really, they should go to the emergency room or if it's something like this, call your doctor right away, make sure you get an appointment or something going. Uh, rarely do you have an uh, emergency where you need to go ahead and seek urgent merit medical care. If you have the, the techniques that I put out in resolving pain at hand, the first thing is don't do anything to um, aggravate or pick a fight with your built-in self-protect mechanism. The self-protect mechanism is very primitive and it sees pain as an attack and only as an attack. And so you have to somehow figure out a way to conceptualize this such that you recognize the information you need as a competent problem solver to solve the problem. Every moment of our lives, we live as either competent problem solvers or as victims. And I think it's fair enough that as you caption yourself as a competent problem solver, of course, you have to prove it to yourself that you're worthy of the title, that you say, okay, I recognize when I'm driving down the highway and I hear bump, 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 it's not, oh my God, the wheels are coming off. No, it is, I'm not in my lane. The answer is just get in your lane, right? So pain is the information a competent problem solver needs, just like those bumps between the lanes to get themselves squared away. So it's start, the first thing is don't do anything that causes you to hurt. Don't do anything that provokes the response, which is predictable when people have pain. And then the second is, how do I do something about turning it off? How do I, without aggravating it, without doing anything to hurt myself, either um, recognize and just relax or hold the muscles that respond to the low back pain in such a way that you get them to, to go away. And, and one of the concepts I really wanted to throw out is that when I see people with a whiplash, I have to check out their piriformis, which is that area right on the outside of the bones you sit on, right? Mm -hmm. I know you know about that. Mm -hmm. And virtually everybody with a whiplash has incredible tenderness in their butt because if you stab somebody in the neck and watch their butt, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. It's not just doctor, it hurts when I do something related to where the pain is. No, the entire body reacts with tension that builds up with a, a flinching, wincing mechanism that is all predictable. We all know how we all respond to pain and, and nobody is, is different, one of us from the other, in terms of the reaction. Sometimes the intensity varies according to how physically fit you are or how strong spirited you are, how stressed you are. But um, I address all those, those issues in the book. If you have pain, numbness, or tingling going down your leg, if you lose strength in a leg, I think that would be reason to suspect that you have something like a, a, um, a nerve root that is being encroached upon, that that might require something um, uh, more intense in terms of some kind of a surgical approach or, or one of the other approaches that we have for dealing with damage done. So with such a busy practice and being the father of 10 children, where, how do you find time to take care of, you had mentioned about taking care of yourself. You're a physician. How do you take care of yourself? You know, the, comp, the, 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 the way you conceptualize a problem allows you to either deal with it or 
at some point feeling like you're being victimized by it, you really don't solve the problem. You don't really develop a, a technique to deal with it. I've, I've changed the way I approach my own pain. And, and of course I've changed the way I approach dealing with my patient's pain, but um, it doesn't really take that much time. You know, one of the little things that I do, I, I can show you because we've got a video here going, is that when you take your hand and bring your thumb into the base of your hand right here, you can find a spot that's a little tender. And when you find that spot right, right, right there, right? And it's, and it's tender and you relax your shoulders, the pain goes away. Did wow. you feel that? Yes. Okay. So it's like ongoingly, you just kind of keep tabs on yourself, check and make sure that you're not doing something that you weren't aware of because if you want to be a competent problem solver, you need to be a good observer, right? Absolutely. I love that. Observing what is transpiring, but knowing what to do to counter, counteract that. If I'm doing something that's causing me to hurt and I don't recognize it, I can't fix it, but there are no excuses. There's only one answer. Like I said, when you say, doctor, it hurts when I do this. But it's like, am I doing something ongoingly that would cause me to eventually hurt from it? Well, yeah, and I think people, I think a lot of people do that. They don't associate, uh, and I would imagine too, like even pointing out that that little technique that you just showed us. Who would think that doing that is going to relax the shoulder or help the shoulder? So I think there's a lot of pressure points as you're you're speaking about that you the average person would not naturally associate that that movement is is going to in, impact another part of the body exactly interesting i love it yeah. yeah i and um the other question that i have is you know obviously like i i feel like i need to move around because my i have a, my back bothers me from time to time especially if i'm sitting for too long is um i like to get up about every hour and stretch maybe do some squats, you just something to keep the blood circulation and make me, you know, make my muscles like, you know, not freezing up. Um, do you have any additional tips for somebody who's constantly at their computer? Because we're all at our, our computers every day. Great question. I love it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Reaching over and checking your hand is important, but, but, but the butt tends to tense up. And honestly, the piriformis, which is again, right on the outside of the bone you sit on, mm -hmm. becomes the telltale sign that the entire back could go out on you or that you could have tension in it. If, if somebody comes to me and says, uh, doc, it, it hurts when, when I'm doing this, of course the answer is don't try to stretch it out, figure out how to let go first, now let's stretch. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and so uh, one, of my, one of my daughters is a cheerleader. She's a flyer and, and she's constantly doing these things where she has to put herself in these contorted positions. And she does it so much more with ease because I taught her about how to recognize the tension in the piriformis, how to hold it so tight for so long repeatedly that it's like breaking the spirit of the body, right? If you can hold it tight enough, long enough, so it's no longer tender, one, it, it, it leaves you recognizing that I have very clearly come to understand that it's only tender for one reason. And if I hold it tight enough, long enough in isometric fashion, which by the way, isometrics work so much better than reps or sets. 
-hmm. You just hold it so tight for so long. And again, without hurting anything to the point that when you let go and you say, okay, it is no longer tender. So yeah, I think it's, it's a wise move to on a regular basis, when you ever you stand, if you're prone to having back problems, low back problems, to stand in such a way that you hold your butt tight and at the same time, um, tense the muscles on the sides of the hips. So it's as though you're standing and trying to slide your feet to the outside. They're not going anywhere, you're standing on them. But when you tense them up like that and hold your butt tight, actually nobody, no casual observer would even recognize that you're doing anything at all. You're totally incognito and you don't need to share that with anybody else anyway. So, so fair enough that you just work on, on ongoingly breaking the natural tendency. And you know, when it comes down to it, all the people that you can count on in life, all the people that outwork other people tend to hold their butt too tight. We joke about it. You know, we talk about the tight anal sphincter, right? Mm -hmm. and, 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 and how those people who pay particular attention to detail, those people who outwork other people, um, those people who are more competitive and, and are more driven are gonna just naturally hold their butts tighter. So it's my managers, it's my shakers, my movers, my people who make things happen that have low back pain, not my people who go along through life, do -de do you know, they just don't, they don't do that to themselves because they're not struggling to be a perfectionist or, or outperform themselves or exceed their expectations, mm -hmm. right? Well, I love that. And to uh, all my uh, cheerleading friends in, in all over the industry, uh, as well as uh, my own daughter was a flyer mm -hmm. a few years back, many, many years ago. Uh, that is a great tip for all you flyers out there. And I'll make sure that I share that information uh, with anyone I, I come in contact with that's in the cheerleading industry, because the, the, uh, uh, what they're doing today, as far as moves, uh, you're, you're definitely right. They're contorting their backs in ways that you know, 20, 30 years ago, you wouldn't even dream of. So I right. love that tip. That's awesome. So it's also a good way to keep from getting injured when you stop and think about it. People who are too tense. I mean, the, the perfect example is in a car wreck. If you have a drunk involved, who walks away from it? You know, somebody else might be killed, but the drunk walks away from it because they didn't tense up and try to protect themselves. So I, I think it's a good way to avoid hip and knee and ankle injuries to have your your, your butt and your hips as loose as you can possibly get them so that you absorb shock and you can move with a more limber uh, fluid movement pattern. Hmm. That makes sense. I mean, because that is a common thing. I think that's probably when you hear of those kind of accidents, which are, you know, devastating, you always wonder like, how did, you know, the person that, you know, sadly used the poor judgment, he's got free, you know, no, no or she, no, no bodily injury other than, you know, they're intoxicated and have got a high alcohol blood level or other levels, but you know, it's, it's kind of weird that way. So that's, that's interesting to know. And uh, you know, that it's common sense. Well, I'll go so far as to say that nobody can pull their hamstring without having their butt too tight. The preamble to it is figure out that you're doing it. So you don't ever have to get that kind of an injury. Ah, uh. Preventative yeah, care, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I know that you're in the Texas area, and I honestly forgot where exactly in Texas. Yeah, I'm in North Dallas. Oh, okay. North Dallas. So I know that we have some friends in that area. Um, how would 
how would our guests get a hold of you? Yeah, it's Paul Worrell, W-O-R-R-E-L-L. Uh, we're in the area of Skillman and LBJ. LBJ is like the clock, right? The loop. And I'm at the one o'clock position. Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, one o'clock position. Okay. We will make sure that your um, information um, goes below the live of this video. And, you know, for those of you suffering from any type of pain, um, Dr. War Dr. Paul, do you also do virtual appointments? I do, yes. Oh, wow, that is great to know. So we will make sure that they have your information. And I think you're an hour behind, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we're in Central. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm a little geographically challenged, especially- I think that's an hour, I think that's an hour ahead. Hour, no, I think an hour behind us. Right. But, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So, so wonderful. Um, are, do you plan on doing any new books anytime soon? You know, I have, I have these ideas that I'm working on and, and I'm actually board certified in family medicine as well as sleep medicine. Oh. I'm working on my uh, 10 year certification exam next month. And, and so once I get that behind me, then it opens up my opportunities to go ahead and write some other things that I've been wanting to get down. So oh, amazing. Maybe, I love the fact yeah. that you, you know, someone, you know, I, we always talk about that, that, that don't stop expanding your mind, whether it's growth, whether it's education, knowledge, because it's to me is a healthy recipe to keep that, that brain sharp. Absolutely. Wonderful. So Dr. Paul, it has been our pleasure to have you on today and we wish you great success um, with your upcoming projects. But I'm just curious to know if you don't mind me asking, um, what type of book do you want to work on after your tenure? You know, I have particular interest in, in uh, diabetes and prevention of heart disease. And uh, this very much ties in with um, discoveries I've made along the way. We do a lot of uh, echocardiograms, stress echoes, non-invasive vascular studies, and I've tied that together with some sleep medicine concepts that I really want to get out there because I feel like when we're oblivious, we don't really have much of a perspective on life. I call it the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> For people who have severe sleep apnea, half of them should be expected to have a heart attack or stroke within 12 years. Ooh. And oh I think goodness. there's, wow. there's, a, there's a, a lack of understanding of that concept across the board that you really could prevent most heart attacks and strokes if you just take care of the risk factors associated with it. And, and so I feel like that needs to be put out there. And, well, that, and that's so, important, important work, uh, an important message. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. That's, that's amazing. 33% of all the guys, 39% of all the gals are going to be diabetic. And, and much of it has to do with um, modifications in um, the genetics of foods, particularly wheat. Mm -hmm. and, and we all just need to be aware of that and, and start taking responsibility for what we can for our own health rather than relying on catastrophic health care. I'm thankful we have it. I just don't want to have my patients or have myself tied into having to use it. 
Right. Well said. And, and I think too, um, you know, both of our parents have adult onset diabetes and heart issues and more than likely, I mean, I'm fighting like heck not to be considered even in that category, but it still genetically can happen. But I love what you said about um, like take, taking charge of your health. I think that is so vitally important. And just a side note about the, the risk factors. I recently, well, actually it was about a year ago, went for a um, uh, scan on my arteries. Yes. Um, and it really opened my eyes to the potential of what things could or may happen. But more importantly, to really structure everything that we do, as Hippocrates said, let thy food be thy medicine, medicine be thy food. Hope I said that right. But it's just so true to take those preventative measures. So thank you so much for sharing that information. That's so vitally important. You're welcome. So on that note, Carol Sue, uh, anything that you would like to add? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be heading over to Amazon. What is the name of your book? <laughs> Resolving Pain. There we go. That's easy enough. I'm going to be hitting my Amazon account. I hope all of our listeners and viewers do as well, because there is a wealth of information that is all about health. So why wouldn't you? There you go. Wonderful. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. And we know that you're on your, your lunchtime and we so respect that. And we hope that you will consider coming on again very soon. Anytime. Wonderful. My name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0. Maybe I should downgrade myself because I'm having a little tongue twister here today. I don't know what's going on. I think it's the air in, North, in the Northeast, dry, rainy, muckety muck. And I am with two sisters. And this is Carol, so AKA Naughty Boss Live with a big loud truck behind me because I'm outdoors trying to swat away the flies and the bugs, but I'm enjoying being in New England. We thank you so much, Dr. Paul. And remember, everyone, it is Wealth Wellness Wednesday. You know what that means. It's a healthy relationship between money and wealth and health. Pay it forward. Be kind to someone unsuspecting because you never know what smile you'll put on someone else's face just by being kind. It really is that easy. We will see you tomorrow for Trending Thursday, which we've got a ton, good, great list of what's trending. But thank you so much, Dr. Paul. And head over to Amazon and get his book. Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.